recording. Woohoo! We're recording? We are. We're live. We're live. We're live. Everyone, welcome to the first episode ever of the Bruise Day podcast. I'm Wes. I'm joined by Josh, Andy, and Rob. What's up, guys? What's up, Yo. everyone? Yo. If you're wondering what the hell you've got yourself into by hitting play on this podcast, well, let us tell you. We are primarily a beer podcast, but honestly, that's mostly just because we drink beer and podcast at the same time. Yeah, but we're also going to be discussing some craft beer trends, news, and our personal opinions on beer and the beer industry in general. It's not all about beer, though. We also talk about sports with our weekly big board and have some fun with our weekly lightning round as well. And we're always going to finish it off with a couple personal updates to tell you about what we're up to, good, bad, or ugly. Yeah, but before we get on all that, let's have a beer. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 So to kick off each episode, we'll be sharing what we're calling our Cheers Beer of the Week. The Cheers Beer will be a beer selected that we'll all have together to drink and share and give our opinions on. So for our first Cheers Beer, we're going to be drinking Hazy Wonder IPA from Lagunitas Brewing Company out of Petaluma, California. Hazy Wonder is... As the word, you know, as the name says, a New England IPA or hazy. It's six percent ABV, twenty-five IBU. It was actually a pretty recent release. It just came out in April of this year. Yeah. The hops are, or I guess the hop recipe is made out of Sabro, Citra, Cashmere, and Comet. It has an untapped average rating of three point seven. It has over sixty-five hundred check-ins, and so far, one of those sixty-five hundred check-ins is Rob. That's right. So, Rob, I'm going to kick it off to you so you can let us know, like, are you liking it? What are, you, like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I did check this in on Untapped last week. Uh, so it's not a unique check-in for me. Definitely low bitterness, Andy, just as you said. 25 IBU, it comes across. Uh, it's it's definitely on the lighter end of a hazy, if, if you've gotten into the hazy train, uh, like many of us have. I like it, though. It's easy to drink and perfect for a pool or beach day. Uh, perfect for the summer. I gave this a 3.75 last week, and I think I'm going to stand by that. It's uh, It doesn't really stack up to a lot of the sweet or juicy hazies that I've had traditionally, but I'm a big fan of this one. It's kind of like your, your sessionable hazy. Yeah, I mean, I struggle to, to categorize this as a New England. Uh, to, to me, it, it falls more into that IPA realm. I think it's good, um, but to Rob's point, I'm, I'm missing some of that either juiciness or something to to help blend it to that that beer type um i am getting a little bit of the the tropicalness um but to me it, it has sort of a crisp bite that is more common in an ipa than than a smooth finish like a new england josh what are you giving it i i i'm close to 375 i might just be a little bit under that like 36 37 something like that but it's good i just i i feel like the calling it a new england i was expecting something different than than what i poured yeah, I, I agree with your uh, sessionable, your session IPA description, Rob. It, it It's like a session IPA that still gives you a 6% ABV, which is pretty cool. Uh, super smooth, very drinkable. It's got a nice little citrus hint to it, but it's not heavy. It's it's just a nice drinkable uh, New England. I, I, I have to agree that it's like a session IPA that's got a little bit of a punch to it. It's got a little bit of hoppiness to the end of it too, which is nice for hazy. You usually don't, you don't necessarily always get that. So yeah, it's really good. I, I think I'd be, I think I'm right around Rob. I think it might even be a little bit higher, like a three, eight with it, but it's good. I like it a lot. Okay, Wes. All right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm similar mentality with that. Like very that seemed judgmental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy's about to come at us with something yeah. pretty big right now. <laughs> about to be hot. Yeah, seriously. Hot takes. Um, I I enjoyed it. Like first sips, it, I mean, you could call it a hazy, but it's really not that hazy when you even look at it in a glass. I mean, we've had some hazies before and there are some hazies out there that are very murky, almost look like orange juice when they're in a glass. This one definitely looks like a beer. Personally, I got a little bit of almost like Pilsner with it when i was drinking it it was that that. light it was that crisp yeah i picked that up i definitely get a little bit of that fruitiness you know with some of the different hop varieties they used i really enjoy it i definitely say like session very crushable perfect for a summer beverage when you're outdoors 
I'm probably I'm probably hired more towards a four personally. Oh wow. This is this is a great beer and I'll definitely be drinking it throughout the summer. Nice, nice. All right. So now that we all have a beer to drink, most importantly, we needed a beer. Uh, maybe we should tell these people who the hell they are listening to. Josh, do you want let's start off, let's start with the origin story. Do you want to tell everybody how we met, who where we all come from and how this all originated? Yeah, well, we, we won't go too crazy, uh, but for a variety of reasons, uh, I think each of us individually uh, made the decision to attend Arizona State University, all within a year or so of each other. Uh, the first domino that, that actually kind of pulled us together was our interest in water polo, uh, where we sort of met for the first time and, and started a club team together. So that was, that was good times. Through multiple years of sort of tough practices, tournaments, a lot of travel, um, and a real decent amount of partying, uh, it kind of it solidified our friendship and, and led to us uh, hanging out after college ended. You know, beer-wise, uh, we started out, I think, how most college kids do. We, uh, we picked out the cheapest 30-pack we could possibly find. Uh, while being maybe over-competitive about drinking games, beer pong, beer athlon, maybe towards the end, some uh, Mario Kart drunk driving. Uh, did I miss anything? Maybe a couple other games? Uh, flip Cup. Flip Cup. Yeah, I would say, yeah, flip cup. We played a lot of baseball. I think we also uh, took to some late night uh, inventing of games yeah, when it yeah. got down to trying yeah. to to just like not play the same thing repetitively. So just a very competitive group, very competitive. Yeah, I think you if you named a beer or a beer drinking game, we most likely played it in college or or, or of, of a different name. or now, yeah. you know, who knows? Just whenever. Yeah. I mean, we, we've since moved on uh, from school and, and sort of gone separate ways. We, we cover a decent part of the United States, um, but sort of both the friendship and the love of what I would call better beer is, is still there. Um, Andy, do you want to talk a little bit about sort of where we're at now? Yeah, absolutely. I think our, our initial love was for not better beer and it definitely transitioned to, <laughs> to better or craft beer. Um, but just to kind of some real basics about who we are and where we are now, um, we're kind of spread out around the country. Uh, I'm currently located in the Pacific Northwest, kind of in the Tacoma, Washington area. Wes, you're in Arizona, kind of in the Phoenix area. Rob, you're in Texas, in the Dallas area. And Josh, I, I know you're currently squatting in southwestern Colorado. I'm in the world. Yeah, you're in the world, <laughs> in the mountains, I guess. Um, but exact location unknown, but I know it's Southwestern Colorado. <laughs> um, in terms of like, you know, some additional who we are information, like we don't work in the beer industry. We are true, just like fans of the beer industry. You know, we are in operations, we're in marketing, we're in IT. So, you know, we don't have the corporate brewing experience or even like the company brewing experience. We are... Um, some new home brewers in the game with uh, very little experience. <laughs> and Josh, to a point you made earlier, um, I, I honestly don't know. I know personally, I don't play water polo anymore, but uh, I think Wes, you might dabble still a little bit in water polo. I dabble. I, I'm still in it. I'm still in it a little bit. And yeah. Andy, <laughs> wait, so we're, we're not being paid for this yet. I'm not a professional podcaster. Not yet. No. Okay. Good. Hopefully by episode two. Yeah, I believe that starts with episode two that we become. When episode uh, one erupts and all the advertisers yeah. <laughs> come coming, you'll start getting a cut of advertising. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think that, like, one thing that really has kind of kept us in touch is Untapped, which it, for listeners who may not know, Untapped is a kind of like very like social mobile app that allows you to check in beers, rate beers find new beers, engage with that beer community. It's definitely for everyone from, you know, very entry level where we started to, you know, brewers and professionals and, and people who have been in the beer industry for years to expand their community and really, really kind of just embrace the community that is beer. So that's definitely one way we've been able to keep in touch yeah. And I think it was touched on earlier that we're very competitive people and untapped might be social uh, first, but I think we took it and just turned it into a game for sure. <laughs> I, uh, since bit, joining yeah. what 2000, 
13, early 2013, late 2013, we started checking beers in kind of stuff. Uh, we just basically turned it immediately into who can check in the most beers. It is amazing. Seven years we've been making this a competition and it's still going on today. Yeah. And it's still happening. I I think you guys would agree that that kind of forced our love into craft beer because it was like, we were, it was our, our competition just so everybody knows is it's most unique check-ins. So every different beer you have. So obviously you have to branch out and try different beers. And I think that forced us into trying new beers and make us love unique and craft beer. And that kind of made us jump into that craft beer industry and get the interest. So by, by being so competitive, that's what got us here where, why we why we love beer and craft beer so much yeah and i i kind of to your point wes and kind of a, i think where this all is like just a thread amongst us is just a love of beer and not just the beverage but everything around and about beer and i think i'm going to pass over to you rob to just kind of you know ask the question like why did we start this like can you tell the listeners a little bit about why we wanted to do this yeah, it's, I mean, perfect question. What made us start the podcast? It, uh, to be honest, I don't think we had any plans of really starting a podcast. I think well, the four of us were really just looking for a way to to get together on a routine basis, catch up and drink beer. Andy, as you mentioned, we're located all over the country and having an opportunity for us to virtually get together and check in beers just sounded like a great event. So we first recorded our first recorded session was in September 10 on September 10th, 2019, 10 months ago, we first recorded an event or our, one of our virtual happy hours. What's crazy is why did we start recording them? I don't know if any of us know, but it's amazing because it's now evolved over the past 10 months to where we now just released our first episode or this is our first episode uh, for everyone to listen in on, which is really cool. I think that's awesome. And, you know, I think it's given us an opportunity to kind of explore additional and even more craft beer than what we were doing previously, but to do it socially and to do it together, which we had done it through an app. Now we get to do it virtually uh, over a a video call. Yeah. I think one of the things is we really just got ahead of the curve on, on the zoom meetups. We were, you know, if we're diving back into that from September of last year, we're like well ahead of the curve of, of yeah. what's happened so far in 2020 with, with the just mass movement towards virtual meetups. Good point. This is six months prior to uh, COVID. Yeah. We're well into the pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the hipsters of COVID. Yeah, we we so did it before. It was cool. predicted it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we kind of touched on why we got into the love. I, I guess I kind of touched on why we got into the love of craft beer. But can you guys tell me about what it is about beer? Obviously, we, we talked about the origin of how we got there, but now I want to know what you love about it now. What are your preferences? Where, where are you at with beer? And it's a beer podcast, so let's let the listeners know what we do love about beer and how we love beer. Um, Andy, let's start with you. Yeah, I think first and foremost, for me, is it's become the it's become the taste. It's not it's not just like you know when we first met and you're in college, it's like you party, you drink, and you're not drinking anything good. So you're not necessarily drinking it for the taste. You're drinking it to you know accomplish a fun atmosphere. But definitely, as we've gotten older and we're no longer located in the same place. And as like tastes have developed, like I just really enjoy the flavor of beer and the diversity of flavors and aromas. I find it fascinating what breweries can do and what they continue to innovate on. I mean, when I first kind of got into craft beer, I was drinking like Blue Moons and and Hefeweizen beers. And And Sam Adams. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh, that's so great. And I couldn't even fathom where I my tastes have shifted to where. I want the hoppiest beer I can find. Like I'm love IPAs, but I want triples. I want, you know, doubles, find me a quad IPA and I'll probably like drink that up immediately and, and not remember the rest of the day. (laughs) But like that, I think the flavor being number one, like how I've seen my taste shift and I'm curious about how they'll continue to develop. And then lastly, for me personally, it's just the community aspect and the effect of beer Beer brings people together. And as I've gotten older, I've really become to appreciate 
more the community aspect and the effect that beer has. Yeah. And I think the recent pandemic has really brought the community to the forefront more so in other kind of like normal times. And that's really kind of the main love that I have for beer and the beer preferences. Andy, I agree. I think that's actually a big one for me too, is the social aspect that typically comes with drinking a beer since it's, since a beer is, is, is really best when drinking with others. That's the most important thing, I think. Uh, and the other thing I would say is watching sports or taking part in competitive games always seems to be better when you're drinking a beer. Uh, obviously, the taste is a big one. Uh, really enjoy the taste of beer. It's, it's awesome to just explore and be a little bit adventurous. Uh, beer to me in the beer community, and especially craft beer, is really becoming not quite what you see with wine out there, but it's really becoming something that's just uh, adventurous globally, where many different brewers are really coming up and and it's continuing to grow and it's continuing to get better. And there's many different tastes and profiles and categories and, and everything out there, which just makes it fun for people like us who really enjoy drinking it. Nice. I, I, I think my answer is going to be similar, but to me, that's the cool thing about beer is that we all sort of have the same couple of bullet points that we're hitting right now but we each have sort of a different reason for it. So to me, like uh, Andy, you hit on the taste. Uh, even if you disagree with that, um, I would argue it just means that you haven't had the right style that's for you just yet. Or if not, you can brew your own that, that for perfectly fits uh, sort of what you're looking for. Um, but there are hundreds of diverse styles uh, to, to choose from. Uh, beer culture, you kind of mentioned, um, everywhere is a little bit different. Uh, so part of that's why I like, you know, having beer as I travel to different states, different countries, everywhere's a bit different, but it's always a, a good time. Uh, getting together with friends like we are right now. Um, and over the last year, I personally, and I think you guys have well, have, have been getting more interested in the process of making beer. Um, and then more on a, on a personal level, the art surrounding it. So some of the cans, some of the, the different designs, uh, I think it's, uh, it's just been a, a cool uh, thing to research and, and get more into. And then lastly, the, the effect. Uh, it's flexible. Do you want to relax? You can do that. Do you want to have fun? It's easy. You can do it. Um, do you want to get creative and come up with good or bad ideas? Maybe like this podcast? Like, check. Like, <laughs> like a beer will help you get to, to all the different places. Are there serious beers, Josh? Are there, yes. are there serious beer times? <laughs> yeah, those really aggressive, like, spice stouts. It's I will say one of the things about beer that I didn't mention, though, is I, I tend to travel a lot uh, globally all over the world. And one of my favorite things is to try out beer everywhere I go, whether it's in a different state or country. I've hit all 50 states and, and uh, about 45 different countries at this point and really enjoy just trying some of the local beers uh, in all the different locations that I get to, to travel to. Yeah, I, I agree, Rob. I think you guys hit everything on it. But Rob, I have to agree with you on that point is that I think on top of our competition and our competition and untapped created this hobby for me. But my honestly, one of my biggest hobbies and one of my biggest enjoyments is just trying new beers. It's so fun. I don't care if the beer sucks. I'm going to drink the whole thing. Yeah. We have to, the rule is you have to, if you're going to check it in anyway, but like, it's fun. It's fun to try different beers. It's fun to realize why beer suck. And if it does suck, what, what is the beer? How was it brewed? Who is it by? And if it's great, the same thing. It's just fun to try new beers. And it, it might look weird that I'm the one searching a menu to find a beer that I've never had where yep. one of That's my us. favorite beers is on the menu already. But I just yep. enjoy it. It's just a fun hobby to try new beers for me. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's created what I already love in beer with everything you said. It's created a whole new hobby for me is trying new beer, which is just a I, fun thing to do. I know we've joked about this, but there's nothing worse than when the bartender or the waiter or waitress comes up to you and says, can I help you find a beer? And you just look at them. You're like, I need five like, to 10 minutes yeah. please go away <laughs> i'm looking for a beer that i've never had before i need to check in something new you know give me a second please and rob to, to that point and wes it's it, you wes you sort of reminded me of it but going out and not just trying new beer but it's also a bit of the environment uh finding a new brewery that has a great atmosphere finding a bar oh, yeah. that's got a bartender who sort of knows what's up and, and can help you sort of figure out what it is you want to drink that evening 
a lot of it has to do with sort of where where you are while you're drinking. Yeah, sometimes it's the search. Yeah, it's like the search the to hunt. find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hunt, the hunt, and who you're going to meet that's going to help you on the hunt. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, obviously, we all love beer, so I. That's us. That's who we are. We love beer, and we're going to come to you every week and just talk to you about beer and our love for it and our very mediocrely uh, experienced opinions and. We, we are the experts of nothing. We like to claim that. So just be forewarned that it's, it's definitely opinion, not, not necessarily uh, knowledge-based. But <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next round. Uh, as I said earlier, we're always going to bring you some beer news every week. Uh, we'll, we'll, every week we're going to come. Everybody's going to bring some, some of the most recent news that we think we want to share with everybody. And uh, let's start with Rob on this one. So I found an article from the Salt Lake Tribune. It's about a major beer spill that slowed traffic in Utah. So a truck actually overturned on a highway, spilling cases of Bud Light literally everywhere. So first off for the listeners, no one was hurt in the accident and the driver managed to escape the truck before emergency crews arrived. Uh, if you haven't seen this, which you probably haven't because it, it, the only place I could find it was on the local news, the highway was closed for six hours while crews attempted to clean up the oil spill. And as the article eloquently noted, there was no mention of what happened with all of the beer. No one knows what happened. It probably disappeared. But I'll tell you what, first responders, if they decided to take it home with them, kudos to them. They deserve it. I mean, if a Bud Light spills in the forest and no one's around to hear it, did yeah. it actually spill? Like it's Bud I would Light. say, I would say it's unfortunate that it didn't happen during school because you could just hit up every local university and be like, "Come get it, come get it." I guess not, wait, not a school. Summer. I guess it would actually be way better if it spilled uh, whenever it was winter and there was snow on the ground and it just fell into ice and actually stayed cool. Yeah, it might be a little oh, okay. Yeah, harder with the heat. Yeah. I'll, I'll go next. So uh, I uh, found a news article on Brewbound. Uh, it's pretty recent, but it's talking about the decline in local craft beer innovation, uh, which is, is something that I always sort of look for when I'm, I'm going around and, and checking out different breweries or, or any of my local establishments. Um, specifically in April and May, new product registration, which is a pretty good idea of new beer names and things like that, dropped 43.5% uh, with a lot of those smaller local breweries saying that without small batch experimentation uh, being possible in their tap rooms, they, aren't, they weren't able to collect feedback. And so they're not willing to sort of push out uh, bigger batches to a bigger audience. Um, at the same time, dollar sales of some of the more mainstream craft beer sales, uh, they've gone up about 16.5%, driven mostly by things like New Belgium, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada has almost a 28, 29% boost in sales during this time just because people are going and picking up whatever's available at, at their local, you know, grocery store or liquor store or whatever. I've personally noticed that decline in sort of experimental type beers, new beers. A lot of places are sort of defaulting back on their, their old favorites. I was curious uh, if you guys knowing that we're sort of spread across the United States, have you guys seen that as well? Or some of your cities breweries actually still coming out with new beers and, and trying to get it out there, even though they don't have sort of that tap room feedback. I mean, I can jump in right away and I can just say that the Phoenix brewery, the really Arizona breweries have just jumped on the opportunity to just produce new beers. Oh, nice. Constantly and just getting them out there to bring people in and get those releases and get people in to buy that beer. And hopefully some of their main, their main beers that they have it on hand, but it it's honestly all the breweries around here are just constantly releasing stuff. It's, it's all go pick up and go. Most of them still aren't open to dine in or drink at the bar, but they're, yeah. they're putting stuff out constantly. And it, it's, I honestly, it's disappointing to hear that Josh, Cause I think that's the way to go. Why? I mean, why wouldn't you be throwing stuff out there to get people to come get you? Cause if yeah. you're if you're the brewery, yeah, I love you guys, but if all you're doing is putting out the same six beers throughout this, I I have to admit that I'm probably not going to come support you. I'm going to go to the bar that's putting out the new beer, you know. Is that just us? 
because we're you, we talked about competition, we talked about looking for the next best, best thing. If 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 maybe I'm not as into that, maybe I'm I'm hanging out at home and I'm drinking the thing that I love and and just trying to to wait through this. Maybe, but I, I can tell you that in Arizona, those same breweries are selling out. If you don't order them, they it's like just they're gone. releasing at nine a.m. Online orders open at nine a.m. If you don't get it within the first two hours, you don't get it. You have to go pick it up, and most of them have picked up a. a policy if you don't pick it up in the first 24 hours the next day oh, they will resell Damn. the ones that didn't get picked up so it's 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 that's cut gotta get in there and you gotta get them man like so it's they're popular i'm not the only get one going to get these yeah. beers yeah. yeah i would definitely agree with wes so before you know i recently moved to the tacoma washington area from austin texas and before i left i left just as this kind of pandemic lockdown started and what I witnessed before I moved out of Austin was that a lot of breweries were very quickly introducing new beers. It almost seemed like as a method, like Wes was saying, to get people in the yeah. door or to kind of just, you know, use what they had available, you know, kind of in those early stages, you weren't really sure what the supply chain would be like moving forward. You know, there were, we saw instances of, of like low availability of crowlers because so many breweries and bars were transitioning to crowlers to meet demand and so specifically in austin i definitely saw experimental beers and and very small batch short run beers i i don't really i haven't really seen that as much in the tacoma area um i'm still getting used to the, sure. the new environment yeah you gotta find the place that's doing it it's that yet but i know for sure that i saw that in austin kind of early on well, lucky for you guys, this isn't affecting uh, affecting you guys at all. Uh, but Andy, uh, what what article uh, what article do you have to share? So, mine's pandemic related, and it's this is more of a feel good story. I'm definitely not spilled Bud Light, but uh, <laughs> Weathered Souls Brewing out of San Antonio a few weeks ago released kind of a, a collaborative beer recipe called Black Is Beautiful. And it's all about and around the kind of um, current movement for Black Lives Matter and, you know, the desire to reduce or remove systemic racism from policing and just society in general. So they released this um, Imperial Stout 10% beer recipe, released a label, and they encourage breweries around the United States and the world to brew this beer and donate 100% of the beer's proceeds to local foundations that support police brutality reform and legal defenses for those who've been wronged. And so far up to today, there's been 742 breweries from all 50 states and 13 countries that have taken part. So That's awesome. You know, it's definitely a feel good. It, it reminds me of, of the kind of Sierra Nevada resilience yeah. initiative in 2018 after the campfire in Northern California that had... I think around 1400 breweries participate in that. So it's, it's really great to see the beer community, not just help locally one another kind of in, you know, pandemic times, but also band together for an issue like justice, like social justice reform and see that this beer is like thriving. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't I don't know if, if it ties in at all to maybe where I am and, and I haven't seen a whole lot of new beer, but Unfortunately, uh, none of the breweries uh, by me have sort of picked it up. Um, but one of the cool things that, that I had read about is the fact that enough people reached out where they were releasing homebrew versions of it to help homebrewers sort of make their own, uh, which I thought was super cool. Uh, as I mentioned, I unfortunately haven't gotten to try it yet. Uh, have any of the breweries near you guys picked this up yet? Not that I've seen, it's, but you yeah. got to think this is such fresh news that it what does it take, take a while? four plus at least at least four weeks to brew a stout right yeah so i think in a couple weeks week or two here you're going to see these things explode and i hope i can find one it, it's a, such a one it's just such a cool thing to support but it's just such a cool thing that so many people are doing i'd love to find a few and just compare them. each brewery did it but um yeah I, I haven't seen one yet i even just checked on untapped i haven't seen many checked in but i think that is because it was it's released new. but i think they released it as they brewed it as well I don't even know if they've oh, wow. released theirs yet. So uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for them all to come out. Yeah, I know that there's one brewery in Tacoma that's done it. There's, I want to say at least 10 in the state of Washington. 
there's, I mean, Rob, there's got to be enough by you. I looked earlier today, and there were nine, over 90 breweries in the state of Texas. Wow. We're, we're, we're had cool. signed up to brew this beer. Yeah. Not to say that that's the amount that have been released yet, but those breweries have signed up. So it it's definitely made its rounds. I mean, it's in every state, even, you know, Hawaii, Alaska, those kind of like far off states and, and 13 countries. So it's, it's definitely made the rounds. And, and hopefully this is just one way that the beer community can help support this movement for social justice. Andy, I mean, you talked about the community. This is, this is part of that community reaching out and, and trying to bring people together around beer specifically. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So that uh, wraps up the beer news portion of our podcast. And we are going to take a quick break. And we'll come back to you with the second half of the episode. (laughs) We're back. All right. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. Uh, We are going to go straight into our unique beer of the week. The unique beer is going to be an opportunity for us all to show off the the beer that we've chosen ourselves to show off more local or small breweries rather than us all finding the same beer that we can all find in the different states that we're in. Um, I'm going to start off with Mr. Rob. What do you got this week? So I'm going with the Stan Musual. It's uh, by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. It's a lager. Uh, 4.5% ABV, 11 IBU. It's got an untapped average of 3.7 with only 787 check-ins. So those of you that may not know Stan the Man. Yeah, we need some story. Stan Musial, Stan the Man is one of the top baseball players of all time. So as they they noted on their website, uh, Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, mentioned it's been a hundred years since Stan the man was born and the usual family along with urban chestnut is honoring and celebrating Stan with a special commemorative beer. Number six, classic American lager. Stan very much enjoyed a little beer from time to time. So UCBC brewed this lager with a special recipe that predated prohibition and is classically St. Louis. It's, it is your standard lager it's delicious it comes with a cool name the only thing that would make this even better is if i were drinking this at a baseball game i would i I will be bringing this back whenever mlb comes back so give it a few months (laughs) if when stay tuned (laughs) for episode 30 (laughs) (laughs) might want to buy one now and just like store it because it could be a limited release it could be another hundred years (laughs) (laughs) Andy what do you got well today I'm drinking a beer called pride by Fremont Brewing out of Seattle Washington Uh, being the month of June it is pride month so Fremont Brewing uh, annually puts this beer out every June uh, only released in June like specifically related to pride each year they partner with a, a different organization to donate a portion of sales proceeds to LGBTQ organizations and initiatives. So this year they've partnered with the Pride Foundation. It's a Kolsch beer, 5.5% ABV, 20 IBU. The untapped average is 3.71, has uh, slightly over 2000 check-ins. Personally for me, I'm a big fan of Kolsch style beers. So this is right up the alley of beers that I enjoy. It's light, it's crisp. Unlike a hazy, I can see through it. So this is the first time I've had it. It's unique to me. Uh, I really enjoy it. It's probably, you know, high threes, maybe even low fours for me because I'm, I'm just a big fan of this style of beer. Nice. Andy, do you know, is is it the same release every year? Do they change it up at all? I'm not 100% sure about their change of recipe. At this point, I know that they do change the organization. But from what I've seen recently, they do have a similar recipe, at least from 2019 to 2020. Nice. Uh, I'm drinking, uh, the the namesake is just Hazy IPA. It's by Great Divide Brewing Company, which is in Denver, Colorado. 
Uh, it's a 6.2% ABV, 40 IBU. The untapped average is 3.89 with 13,000 check-ins, so quite a bit for the limited release. Uh, Wes and Andy have both had it uh, separately, and they gave it a 3.75. I think I'm a little bit above that. Uh, it has sort of a, a nice citrusy uh, melon balance, uh, which is kind of odd, but I'm, I'm enjoying the flavor of it. Um, and it's, it's really crisp. Uh, it, it is uh, a bit more hazy than, than the first beer we had. Um, so it, it, it fits with the, uh, the profile and I'm, I'm liking it. Nice. I am drinking an Orion hazy IPA by unsung brewing company out of Anaheim, California, 7% ABV, 25 IBU untapped average is 3.94 with only 271 check-ins. Uh, it's unique for everybody. None of us have had it before. This thing has got some hops in it, though. Uh, Equinot cryo in the boil. Wow. And then it's dry hopped with moteca is how I say it. I think that might yeah. – I, I apologize it's if you're New Zealand right. and want to, like, yell at me. Sorry. Uh, Simcoe, cashmere, and mosaic all in the dry hop. It's got five different high hops it's in like this thing. It's like a bouquet. And it yeah. is hoppy, and it is good. I, you, know, you guys know me. I, the hoppier, the better. This one's tasty. The hops come through, which I love. I'm probably up at like a four one four two out of five on this one. Um, that's that's a pretty good that's a good rating for me on untapped. So I, I like this one a lot. Wes, that's that's a lot of of hops mixed together, and and I don't think I usually see sort of that that intensity of them. Do you feel like they blend together well? I guess you do. You're, you're liking the beer. Yeah, I think I think it's I think they blend really well. I I couldn't tell you that I have the the palette to tell you exactly how each one is coming together, but I can tell you that the, they all come through in a very nice hoppy flavor at the end. So nice. Whatever they did, it worked. It worked for me at least. I'm also surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all you need. I'm also surprised to hear that it's only 25 IBU. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I, I didn't even think about that after tasting it. I'm a little surprised with that too. This is, this is hoppier than most hazies that I've had. I, I would, I would have assumed it'd be a little higher than that, but it's good. Um, all right. As I promised earlier, this is not just a beer podcast. We also are going to talk a little bit about sports and we're going to do that with our big board, our weekly big board. Um, every week we're going to choose whoever's hosting is going to choose a sport and a couple or one event of that sport a week. We're all going to choose who we think is going to win and what that tie. And if, if we all choose the same, we're always going to have a tiebreaker to back us up. This week, I went with the English Premier League. EPL's back. It just started a few days ago. Um, so we're going with the matchup on Tuesday. This is Leicester City. Uh, Andy, can you correct me? You're the, you're the expert in EPL. Leicester? Yep, Leicester City, that's appropriate. Yes, thank you. Leicester City, who's 16-5-8, third overall in the English Premier League, versus Brighton, who's 6-11-12, 15th overall. First matchup. Uh, second matchup is Tottenham, 11, 8, and 10, eighth overall uh, versus Westham, 7, 6, and 16, 16th overall. So they're not necessarily uh, the closest matches. These are definitely the odds are in the favor. Both home teams are were listed first there, so the uh, better ranked teams are both the home teams. Uh, the tiebreaker in this one is going to be goal differential. So let's say each each game is one by one total goal differential, and that is two total. So I want I want you to give me what you think your total goal differential between the two games combined is going to be. Uh, Andy, I'll start with you as our resident EPL expert. I feel like I'm an I'm an expert for uh, most obscure European sports leagues amongst yes, the four correct. of us. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> this is the least obscure sport European sports league. But uh, I, I mean, with having EPL back, I mean, I watched the first few games have already been very interesting with some controversy. It's, it's weird not having fans, but thank you to uh, EA Sports FIFA for there providing uh, all of the fan noise that's being used in the games, which absolutely baffles me. Yeah. to still hear fans watching on TV, but not see anyone in the stands. 
But I think one of the biggest things is that for the teams that are involved, regardless of their placement or mainly because of their placement, all of these games matter. We're getting close to the end of the season. There's about a month left, maybe a little bit more than one month. They're kind of cramming the end of the season in. But you got Leicester City and you got Tottenham like vying for European placement in either Champions League or the Europa League. And then you have these bottom teams, Brighton and West Ham, vying to not get relegated. So all of these games matter. And then this yeah. will be only be their second game back after this almost like a hundred day break in sport. So I I think I'm taking the, you know, the home teams, I'm definitely taking the higher ranked teams. So I'm going to go Leicester. They're going to win by two Tottenham. They're going to win by one. I think my tiebreaker is going to be, you know, three goal differential. So I also took Leicester by two. I think uh, I think they've got a good shot to win uh, at home, but I, I, I'm going against you here, Andy. Uh, I am taking Weston on the road, and I'm taking them by one. They're going to squeak by. That's bold, Rob. But wow. You know what? I mean, bold. COVID, COVID times were just quarantine times. People. They they just mess with people. Or the the uh, you know the the nerves are gone. The ad- adrenaline is gone that 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 Tottenham had uh, going into game one, and so it's it's you know it it's anyone's it's anyone's game here. And unfortunately uh, for Tottenham, West Ham is is going to pull this out. My tiebreaker is three th- goal differential three. I like it. I I'm going to sort of borrow on on the ideas of both of you, but I think they're going to be more impactful. So I think a there's rust. B uh, there have been a lot of like just wild things happening Leicester by one I I think they'll pull it out but I don't think it's going to be by all that much um and I actually think the other game uh, is going to end up in a draw so my tiebreaker is one pretty low low score for for this game why are you Uh, such non-believers in Tottenham uh I'm going I'm going with the favorites like Andy I'm going with my boy Andy I'm saying Leicester is going to win I'm saying Tottenham is going to win I am actually going to say that I think it's going to be a little bit more of a beat down by both teams. And I am going to go, sorry, Andy, one above Andy on that tiebreaker with four. I think, I think if it's, if it's not one of them or both of them winning by two, I think one of them is going to kind of carry away with the game and I'm going four. I'm going to go big scores on both games. Well, yeah, I mean, Man City just destroyed Arsenal. So there's definitely yeah. the opportunity, especially <laughs> with fresh legs and not being at like true level of like, like proper fitness true. or playing shape that if one team gets momentum, it could be a bloodbath. Like yeah. we could find just out. see the score run up. Yeah. Have we decided what, what does the winner get and, and what happens to the losers of big board? Has that been determined yet? Or, or will our listeners just need to stand by listeners? They, they need to stand by or decide Ooh, for us. I like that. They can decide for us. They can decide a penalty. We can start some bets if we want to. Um, some side bets. Yeah, if we, if we want to just make Rob choose or choose some crappy beer for Rob next week because he's going to lose, I mean, we can do that. But uh, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I just called you out to lose. All right, stay, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned, everyone. We'll, stay we'll tuned. see you next week. <laughs> all right so let's move on to the lightning round just so everybody knows and the audience knows uh the lightning round every week is just going to be a fun game which the host is going to come up with they can choose whatever they want it's going to be a fun question fun game really whatever we're in the mood for but it's just going to lighten up the episode towards the end uh i am going to start off the first lightning round ever with a game that we've played before as friends uh chug sip pour uh they the game is I'm going to give three beers or three styles of beers to each each person. They're going to have to choose one of those beers to chug, one of those beers to sip, and one of those beers to pour just straight on the ground. That might be hard. That might be easy. It just all depends on the beers we choose. Uh, this week, I think Andy's got a backup for me. He's going to choose mine, so I'm not choosing my own. Um, but I'm actually going to start with Andy. Andy, you ready for this? Oh, yeah. All right. Chug go. one, sip one, pour one. Andy. Okay. I know you like those lighter beers a lot. These are all picture these as craft breweries making these styles, but we're going okay. Pilsner, Kolsch, and Lager. What do you got? Chug sip pour. 
Pilsner, Kolsch, or Lager. Correct. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go chug the Kolsch because Kolsch beers typically come in a smaller glass. Ooh. Then okay. if they're properly served, they come <laughs> in a smaller size glass right. than a pint. Got me. So on it's that a one. much easier chug. <laughs> And you said the other two were Pilsner and Lager? Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. I think craft. 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 I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to pour out the lager because, unfortunately, most craft lagers, to my personal opinion, taste very much the same. Like, there's, like the, the differentiation of lagers, I think, is so narrow compared to other varieties of beer because – these other varieties pack in flavor, pack in aromas and lagers just don't like they're just, it's just like such a narrow path you have to navigate to be considered a lager that, yeah, that, that I would pour that out immediately because they're pretty much, I don't know. They just all kind of taste the same. You could have another one later. Yeah. Definitely get a lot more flavor into a Pilsner. So I I, I agree with you on that one. So then I'm definitely going to sip the Pilsner. I mean, okay that they're just they're delicious they're light they're crisp i mean both kolsch and pilsner are like really high up on my kind of like hierarchy of beers that i like yeah but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the three i've selected i i had a feeling that lager was going on the ground uh i and i agree with your choices uh rob are you are you ready let's bring it let's go chug sip pour i've got for you styles of beer again hazy ipa west coast ipa American IPA. Oh, Chug sip pour. Man. That's a tough that one. Is tough. All right. So for the record, I really don't want to have to pour anything out here. That this is really unfortunate. But in the spirit of the game. All right. So we've got hazy West Coast American. Yep. And I need to chug one, sip one, pour one. That was, a, that was a good way to extend Delay. the time yeah. you had to think about. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone is quickly learning my tactics <laughs> in episode one. They've already they've already figured me out. All right. So I'm going to sip the hazy. I'm going to chug the West Coast. And unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm pouring the American IPA. I'll right. go West Coast. Okay. okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's it would have been none of them are great to chug. I mean, I guess maybe yeah. hazy, hazy might be smoother, smoother. But Rob loves his hazies. He's not going to chug True. that he's thing. Gonna he's going to enjoy on that, that train. Thing. He's I'm on, on that, that hazy train. train. <laughs> All right, Josh. I've got a little bit. I've got specific beers for you. I changed it up a little bit for yours. Chug sip pour, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Lagunitas IPA, and a Yingling Lager different Ooh. styles i went i went all over the place what what do you got chug sip pour so i'm gonna half cheat and i have never had a yingling so i'm gonna what? sip i'm going Whoa. to sip that as a never before had beer there you go check-in that's a check-in for you that's a, you need check-in check on on tap right there <laughs> yep uh i'm gonna i'm gonna chug the sierra nevada and i'm gonna okay. pour out the lagunitas as a beer that i can i can sort of have whenever i want I mean, Sierra Nevada, you can have where any, or wherever you want, right? True, but I, I like Sierra Nevada. <laughs> Big fan. I don't know if well, either geez. of those. Sorry, those non- we just, so, uh, Well, if you want to sponsor us, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know if either of those non-lager beers are ch- like enjoyable to chug in any way. No, yeah. it probably should be chugging the Yingling, but it, I've never had it, so it, I'm going to enjoy it. Got to get yourself go. east of the Mississippi. Yeah, everyone <laughs> east of the Mississippi is currently cheering. See, exactly. They're they're a fan. That I'm I'm surprised, Josh, that yeah. you've never had a Yingling before. They're great. Nope, I mean, if, a lot I, of beer, if I'm but... ever if I'm ever over in that in that country, man, that that is the beer I'm buying in bulk. Absolutely, I love Yingling. It's so good. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and at the the local watering hole that uh, every all my friends and I used to go to close to where we grew up uh, we'd be able to order you'd walk up to the bartender and just ask for a lager and that's and they it. would give you a picture of Yingling that's, awesome. that's it that's all you had to ask for the that's way awesome. you just described that Rob makes it sound like you drank as a child I grew yeah. up and drank <laughs> as a young child in Pittsburgh 
Do we need to edit this? Nope. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We're going to keep that one in. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, all right. So you mentioned that I have chosen for you. So that is correct. I have chosen three specific beers for you. Okay. For Chug Sit Pour. And right. I chose them after doing a little bit of digging into your untapped <laughs> ratings. All right. So all of these beers you have rated 4.5 out of five and have Ooh, had okay. and have checked them in multiple times. Oh, wow. All right. Let's hear it. So I wanted to make sure that you, you knew the flavors and you, you deep. knew these yeah, beers. Yeah. I'd remember. So yeah. The first beer is going to be a Bell's two hearted ale, which is an IPA Ooh, okay. out of Bell's brewery uh, from Comstock, Michigan, a good classic, almost yeah. nationwide beer. We found that out of amongst ourselves <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought it was nationwide other than andy can't get it so i yeah, cannot get bills too hearted in washington it makes no sense <laughs> the next beer is the sculpin grapefruit from ballast oh, point brewing great beer, great which beer. has locations in san diego and chicago this is hard already and the third beer which josh and i debated over about whether we should include it or not okay is hop not which is an IPA aye, aye, aye. from Four Peaks Brewing out of Tempe, Arizona, which is kind of like where stomping we rounds. came, where we came together. Yeah, stomping no, grounds. That's hard, familiar. man. We've had we've had we've had pitchers over it. It's a it's a it's a very, uh, popular one. Okay, Bell's Two Hearted, Grapefruit Sculpin, Hop Knot. Okay, I. Those are hard. I mean, I can I can't like give you like the I mean, obviously hop knots easy to get here, but all those I can get here. Um man, that is tough to pour one of those <laughs> uh, out. Nice work, Andy. You're killing me pouring one of those out. I I'm going to pour a hop knot out. Four Peaks, I love you. <laughs> you are the for, just so the audience knows, Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe, Arizona is the first IPA I've ever had. Raj IPA is the first IPA I've ever had. Hopknot IPA, which he's choosing, which is my favorite IPA from them, is the second IPA I've ever had. So that's a tough decision, but man, they're everywhere. Uh, they also sold to InBev, so AB InBev. So I, it's uh, okay. sorry. I gotcha. So I gotta like. Are they I give craft? Them a little, still? Yeah. They're still craft. They are so craft. Yeah, come on, I love Andy. them. I love them, but and they have like the best restaurant in Phoenix, in my opinion, but. Um, I'm gonna pour out a hop knot. Sorry, chugging is a difficult choice in this just because neither yep. of them are easy. None of these are easy to chug. Um, I think I would chug out two hearted, even though it is hoppy oh, wow. AF. Okay, just because sculpt grapefruit sculpin is one of my favorite regularly released IPAs. It's so good. Sculpin IPA, when I first had it, I was amazed by it, and they out of nowhere came out with this grapefruit sculpin and we tried it and it's, it's just never gone away. And I think it's more popular in sculpin now. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta sip on a grapefruit sculpin. That was a hard one, Andy, though. You, you killed me. I, I my heart hurt a little bit pouring out. <laughs> well, I didn't yeah. actually have to do it. <laughs> I respect the choices. I respect the choices. All right. All right. So let's move on to the last portion of our show. We are always going to finish this podcast with the good bad and ugly that's just going to be us all saying uh for the last week what's going on in our lives it's good bad or ugly good bad and ugly if you want to give us one two or all three uh let us have it what do you guys think um josh what do you got so my good uh, has taken place a, a little longer than than the last week that you talked about um but i'm i'm pretty happy spending some of my quarantine or most of my quarantine in colorado uh, it's given me some space. It's got forests, it's got mountains, uh, lakes, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, really, there, there isn't too much to complain about. Even the negatives aren't too bad. I uh, have been getting some spider bites uh, that are itchy as hell. But other than that, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, it, it's nice to sort of be out. You don't really have to worry about other people. There, there's not so much like worry everywhere you go. You can go out and do your own thing. And, and you're pretty much, you know, hundreds of yards from any other person. It's great. I'd be real worried about spider bites. <laughs> if I were you, yeah, well, kind of worried about. Maybe them, wash the sheets every once in a while if you're trying to get spider bites. Like, yeah, there's a lot of spiders. There's a lot of spiders. Yeah, right. 
right, Andy, with your uh, spider bite fears, what, what do you got this week? Well, now that I'm like scared, I'm like, are you worried look around about my spiders? room for spiders? Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, it's similarly, it's, it's not just been over the last week, but um, the last few weeks, but I, I did my first home brewing experiment experience recently, and it was not a total failure. So it's in win. the good category because yep. it was not a failure. The product was not as carbonated as I thought it would be or wanted it to be. And it was a little bit darker in color, but overall it tasted like beer. It was, so beer. I was very, yeah. it was, I was very it happy. It tastes like beer. Salt. It was beer. Yeah, it is beer. Um, and the one cool thing I got to do, um, a local brewery named Odd Otter in Tacoma, Washington, where I'm living put out a homebrew recipe and a kit during this kind of like pandemic. So people could brew at home and still engage with the brewery. And then they actually brewed it themselves and released it in cans. So I was able to buy some cans and got to compare what my beer tasted like against what their version of the beer tasted like. Theirs was obviously better, but mine was not too far off. So that is very encouraging. So I'm excited to jump into my, next beer and I'm, I'm hoping i can find a recipe that i can almost compare it to a beer that's readily available not bells too hearted because you're not yeah. in washington i don't know why <laughs> get here but I'm, I'm definitely excited and encouraged to to keep brewing but i need to get a little bit more technology i need to get a hydrometer i need to get a bigger pot i need i need a need some other things to start to build up my my homebrew kit that's good though. and you yeah. you did it and you're moving forward and you're gonna do it again that's a success I, if you're not discouraged enough to not do it again. I think that's a good sign. It's a win. Oh yeah, Andy. The uh, we got to uh, to see you enjoy your first uh, pint of it uh, as you had the rest of. I think you made a, a gallon or a half gallon batch. Um, did you feel like you enjoyed it more, or did you feel like you had you were starting to pick up on things to to improve on? I mean, even just from the the brewing process in comparison to kind of hearing how some of your other experiences like Josh, you and you Wes, like your recent homebrewing experiences, I'm already learning things and picking things up and I'm definitely starting to dive in more to homebrewing and trying to understand better than just beyond like a simple kit and directions. So I was happy with the product that came out of it. And I'm ready to just kind of dive a little bit deeper. And I think I, I dipped a toe and I'm ready to dip toe number two. Hell yeah. Barge Brewing rises again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Rob, what do you got for us this week? So mine is a good, actually, I th it's, it's actually a great, it, it, it was really awesome. Uh, so I moved into a house uh, about a month ago in this afternoon, I had a surprise gift that, that showed up at my door. It was delivered at my door. Somebody had sent a cornhole to me with an ASU decal on, wow. on both of the cornhole. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, yeah, that's it, awesome. It's, Awesome. When you say somebody, so, do you know who it is? You just not mentioned. Yeah. No, I have no <laughs> That's idea. Hilarious. I I have not figured it out yet. That's so cool. So I'm I can't wait to figure out who it is. But it really is going to just elevate my my back yeah, door. Or sorry, my my backyard. Your, your back door. Your cornhole yeah, back really door. Accelerate <laughs> the back God, door. We're gonna edit that one out. No, we're keeping oh, no. that. That's all it. of that is staying in. Your cornhole is elevating the hell out of your back door. Right? <laughs> So it's definitely going to elevate my backyard experience. It's going to be awesome. And uh, really looking forward to uh, using that. And can't wait to find out who who sent that. It's really cool. Rob, awesome. until you find out who sent it, I'm going to take credit. And then I'll apologize later when you find out who actually sent it. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So I, I, I'm last here. I think my good for the week is we are about to release episode one of the Bruise Day podcast. Hell yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I'll, I'll give ourselves credit. Uh, you all might hate it. Sorry if you hate it. I hope you don't. We'll work to get it better. Tell us why you don't like it. And uh, all I can say is thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, and peace. 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 Later.